Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Let's head straight down to the pit lane. Shea Adam is out in very pleasant weather. Air temperature 19 Celsius, track at 26. That's 68 Fahrenheit in the air and 84 Fahrenheit on the track. The green flag has just been thrown, Shea. One of the stories from yesterday, it wasn't absolutely clean and clear for everyone. Yeah, it was a really good session, actually. We had in TCR the fastest car being the JDC Miller Motorsport Audi. Uh, that was very nice for them. But at the other end of the spectrum, an Audi that had quite a bit of issue was Roadshagger racing, racing. They have brought their new car to the track this weekend. It's still the number 61. It is a dark blue this time. And they had some gremlins in the car that prevented them, well, namely Gavin Earnstone, from being able to see anything on the dashboard of the car when he went out for his his first run of the day. The other car that had quite a bit of strife was the number 64 Team TGM Aston Martin. Owen Trinkler only getting a handful of laps toward the end of the session. I'm happy to report that both cars are indeed fired. The 61 is out on the racetrack and I believe the 64 is out there too but I haven't yet seen it this morning. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me, John Hindhoff, in the Global Broadcast Centre for IMSA. We're right at the top of the start-finish line grandstand, so we can see a little bit of the circuit here. And, Jeremy, it's, I think it's about perfect conditions at the moment. We saw some quick times in the qualifying for the developmental categories uh, earlier on. What are you expecting to see here after that one-and-a-half-hour session yesterday? Yeah, it was an interesting session yesterday afternoon. It was Billy Johnson who set the fastest time at 154.3 in the uh, Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin Vantage. That's kind of at 88. He's sharing that car with uh, Todd Coleman, who's doing double duty this weekend, making his debut also in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. So he's a busy guy this weekend and having a lot of fun in two very, very different cars. So 154.3, the fastest time. That uh, compares pretty well. I mean, the, the qualifying lap record is a 54.2, and that was set back in 21 by Kuna Whitmer in, the, uh, in a McLaren 570S GT4. The fastest lap around here, however, was actually a bit quicker than that. It was set by Devin Jones back in 2019, 154.0. But still, 54.3, that was a really quick time yesterday for Billy Johnson. Right behind him in second position for Lone Star Racing. In the Mercedes car number 27 was Scott Andrews, only 0.027 of a second behind him. So very close there. TCR, as you say, John Hindhoff, is Mikey Taylor for Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsports in the Audi RS3. LMSTCR. That sister car, well, the, the, the similar car, I should say, number 61, a Roadshagger racing entry. They did some testing here. Uh, they've done various tests with that car during the season. They're only doing a, a partial campaign this year, but electing to race the car here. Unfortunately for them, after the test, IMSA came out with a uh, basically a software update. Uh, that was plugged into the car and it sent the electronics all haywire. 
uh, and uh, the team not happy. I spoke to a couple of guys this morning who were working on the car, and then as I was coming over the bridge, I saw the drivers coming into the track, but the other guys were working away, beavering away, and uh, distinctly unhappy uh, because uh, the car had been running just fine, and with the update that was uh, that was somewhat complicated and way over my head, but basically it, 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 it's, a, it's an update that is provided by IMSA, and it uh, caused a lot of problems with that electronics on the car. Hopefully it's fixed today. Shay? One car that had a little bit of an issue yesterday was the VGRT Honda. But the good news for Victor Gonzalez, you think you have a very strong race car, and the issues have all been solved. Yeah, we got a vibration, especially in the top gear, and we saw it was something mechanical, and thank God it was just a splitter. And, uh, I mean, we shouldn't want to finish the whole session, but the car was so strong from the beginning that we really are confident that we're going to be there at the end. It's been uh, every other manufacturer in victory lane this year except Honda, so it's Honda's turn. How do you get them there this weekend with the older model car? Yeah, definitely. We're going to run our FK7 the whole year, so we have to defend the, that flag for the old guys. Uh, but, I mean, we, we represent Honda and HPD. Whatever wins is good for the brand, but definitely we're going to shoot for the win. How important is it to get a win at this stage of the season as well, with so many races to come? No, definitely. I mean, right now the championship is pretty tight. So we just want to make sure that you need to score in every race. So that's what that's our plan. Uh, we have been running strong all year, just like bad luck. But definitely, uh, I mean, I hope we're going to have a good chance for the championship at the end. The pace is there, Victor. Good luck to you and Carl Whitmer this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Victor was telling me this morning they had a, a sway bar broke on the third lap at the last race at, uh, at WeatherTech Race where Laguna Seca. Uh, as he said, there, they, you know, they, they got the best finish they could, which was the seventh place last time out. Uh, the car's consistently fast, but niggly little problems. They've, uh, they're running a fresh engine this weekend in that number 99 car. Different colours on it for this year, so black and white as opposed to red and white it used to be in the past, and hoping for better luck. And certainly when I saw Victor this morning, despite having that problem with a splitter yesterday and stopping early in the session as he sounded there with Jay Adam he sounds nice and positive great attitude and ready to rock and roll so this is a session that is free practice two cars were out in the late afternoon yesterday it was much warmer in the air and much warmer on the track probably 10 degrees celsius which was getting on for 20 degrees fahrenheit hotter on the track yesterday Air temperature hovering around the early 20s, 22, 23. It's 19 Celsius now, so that's not a massive difference. But the big difference here, Jeremy, track temperature for the Michelin tyres. Yeah, very true that. And uh, you know, the, the uh, lap times certainly are affected greatly by the track temperatures around here. But I, you know, I think track conditions are pretty good this morning, John. So I think we'll see some fast times. 55.1 is the benchmark at the moment. Kind of a 46, that's one of the two TG, Team TGM Aston Martin vantages. Matt Plum set that time, 55.1. Also 55.1 for the Chevrolet Camaro Rebel Rock Racing. Kind of a 61, that's Robin Liddell. And Spencer Pompelli for Porsche. BGB Motorsports, that's that bright green car. Can't miss that one. Kind of 83, third fastest at 155.5. I think we go, we'll see some improvements on that. Fastest in TCR at the moment is the championship leader Mark Wilkins in kind of a 98 <laughs> Brian 
well, no, a, a, a Hyundai Elantra 1-2 at the moment. He's driving for the Brian Hurd Autosport team. The Van der Stur Racing Audi, kind of a 91, Tyler Maxson, who was fastest yesterday in the first practice session, second quickest at the moment. Who's been the pole guy so far this year in TCR, though, Jeremy? Yeah, That's been one, one Mr. Matt Pombo. And guess what they just gave Matt? A set of sticker Michelin tires. Ooh. So keep an eye on that number 37 Honda. Very interesting, Jeremy. Yeah, I've been on pole position for all three races of the season so far in TCR. There's been four races in the championship, but the most recent race in Detroit on the streets uh, a few weeks ago was, was GS only. TCRs own their solo race to, without the GS cars, so messing up for them at Lime Rock Park in a few weeks' time. But yeah, Matt Pombo has been on pole for all three races this season. And uh, in two different cars, because he, he used the, the older FK7 to be on pole for the races at uh, Daytona and Sebring. And then the brand new FL5, which he put on pole position at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca last time out. That's the, uh, the, the car is fast, but yet to, to score uh, a representative finish. Well, they had a third place last time out in that car. But other than that, they've had difficulties in, in the first two races of the season. So hopefully carrying that momentum of third place run last time for that number uh, 37 LA Honda World team. Jeremy Shaw with me, John Heindhoff, in the Global Broadcast Centre. Good to have your company at IMSA Radio, please. If you'd wow. like to say hello, the tweet feed is up and about. Hello to David Parsons. Thank you very much, David, for your kind words this morning and he was he's here on the site and he was uh, very impressed with four wide going into the final corner in qualifying for Mazda MX-5 in the Intermittu Mazda MX-5 at How Cup. many emerged from the corner? All four oh, actually yeah it was a cracking cracking uh, qualifying session and my goodness me they're, they're on later on today uh, I know it's Friday well, afternoon in Europe quarter past nearly 20 past four in central europe 20 past three in the uk uh, go and check our schedule uh, on radiolamont.com and you'll see when the masters are on it's got a little tv alongside it whether you're here in the us or further afield it's absolutely free and it's appointment television well it's actually coming up next it's because next. yeah we've got this uh, oh, hour long session a now little, we've got a, a lunch little break. lunch break and then right. Uh, yeah right away after lunch at uh, at 12 20 the green flag for race one of the Itamitsu MX-5 Challenge. So that's 20 past five in the UK. We'll be on air a little bit earlier. At 12.20 Eastern here in the US. I think they do that. I think whoever does the schedules for IMSA is very clever. Mazda is always around a mealtime. So everybody down in the Apex uh, facility on the infield will be huddled around screens or they'll be at their haulers, huddled around screens, with their food for the haul of the Intermittent Mazda MX-5. And that comes to you absolutely free. Uh, no blocks, no breaks. Every race of the year uh, for Mazdas and for Porsches. And we've got, coming up later on at the weekend, we've got qualifying for WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and the two races uh, in Michelin Pilot Challenge and WeatherTech if you're outside the USA. It's USA Network on Sunday for the WeatherTech race, although you can hear the sound, of course, on IMSA Radio and on XM202 this weekend, all part of the continued commitment 
from IMSA to grow the sports car audience in the US and further afield. Massive numbers that have been jumping up there released recently for their free live coverage around the US and around the world. Great lap time here from uh, Robin Liddell in the Chevrolet Camaro. 154.191. That is faster than the qualifying lap record uh, and uh, already quicker by a tenth and a half than Billy Johnson managed yesterday. So great lap for Robin Liddell. 154.191 is a full three quarters of a second clear now of Billy Johnson, the quickest yesterday in the Aston Martin. Similar Aston Martin of Team TGM, number 46, Matt Plum third fastest at the moment he's just improved last time around 154.9 though for him to the 154.1 of robin liddell uh, chad mccombie in the ford mustang fourth fastest 155.0 kind of a 13 that's uh, the mccombie mccalear racing entry and then the team bgb number 83 porsche of spencer pompelli at a 155.1, fractionally quicker than a similar car for RS1, that's Stephen McAleer. Carl Whitmer in Victor Gonzalez's is, is, is number 99 TCR entry. Tenth quickest overall at the moment, a 55.7. That's a stout lap for... Uh, that's an incredible lap, actually, for Carl Whitmer. The, the lap record... Uh, was set during a race back in 21 by Robert Noaker at 156.0. The qualifying lap record for TCR is was set uh, la- not last year in 21 also by Robert Noaker 156.0. Excuse me, start again. And so the, the, the lap record for TCR 156.0 that was set by Robert Noaker in 21. The fastest race lap. Was a 57.0. That was by John Morley uh, last in 21, and Carl Whitmer's on a 55.7. That's a stunning lap for the number 99 Honda Civic. Wow, he is more than a second ahead. No, he isn't. Excuse me, six tenths of a second ahead of uh, Mikey Taylor, who was quickest yesterday in the number 17 Audi. Hello to. Uh, Alan Space, it was Alan Space actually who was enjoying the side-by-side action. Good morning, Alan. Thank you for your tweet. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us. So we've had... Have we had everybody out of the 35? I think we have now. Yeah. With Matt Pombo just coming around to complete another lap, yes. Uh, He's not got a lap time next to his name but he's actually been around four times so a bit of any outie for the 37 machine maybe he's getting times disallowed I'll skim back through the race control feed That's not going to help because that's not the right championship I'm looking at there. Just let me refresh. Don't forget, of course, that uh, you can follow along with the timing. That's something else that IMSA provides for you. In Again, all free. And it is... Share, remind me, it's results, isn't it? 
results.imsa.com. Easy. Absolutely easy. And you'll get the same Alcamel timing screens as we get in the Global Broadcast Centre. Always uh, useful, I think, to, to put things into context, isn't it? And uh, I know many of you will be following along, particularly the races of the weekend with uh, multiple screens if you aren't here at the track. You get up on your phone as well, of course, if you are here at the circuit. Just take a huge amount of bandwidth and you can check your favourite drivers. Robin Liddell then. Provisionally, the quickest at the moment, 154-195 in the swan song for the Camaro. This will be its last outing as a GT4 car at this circuit. So this is the farewell tour for the Camaro and Rebel Rock Racing's running of it with the urban grid colours on it. Comes through to turn 11 now. And we'll hear him rumble across the line in a second. Head straight back down to the pit lane. I'll get Robin across the line. There he goes. And he does... Oh, that was an outlap, actually, I think. So, it, yes, it was. So, he's now on a quick one. Up the turn two. While he's doing that, Shea Adam is down in the pits. With Chris Miller, the Unitronic Audi, the number 17, looked so strong yesterday in practice. I'm watching Mikey Taylor set the car. He's using a lot of hand signal. Is that just a Mikey thing, or are you guys still looking for more speed? Yeah, no, I mean, the car's been really strong. It's still a new car for us, so, you know, I couldn't hear exactly what you said, but it's been uh, it's been good to just continue to learn more and more about it. I think we are finally got the car in a really good window where uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the season. I think we can compete at all the tracks, and this is a good run of tracks coming up for us. Watkins Glen, Road America, a lot of high-speed, high-downforce tracks where I think we're really going to thrive. So Mikey's doing a great job. Uh, just looking forward to the rest of the weekend. As a previous winner overall of the six hour, does that give you more confidence personally this weekend? Yeah, I love coming here. I uh, had a lot of success and the team as well. So, yeah, it's great to be back here. It's it's one of my favorite tracks on the calendar. And we know we know we can get the job done. So let's hope we can get our first win of the season. Good luck, Chris. It's not long going to be for you guys to be on the top step of the podium. Thanks. Appreciate it. Still 42 minutes to go. Shea Adam down there in the pits. Going to be a busy old weekend this weekend. Looking forward to it immensely. Always one of my favourite places to come. For quite a lot of... Uh, this is my 25th year covering American sports car racing, which pales in uh, insignificance uh, next to Jeremy, who probably... That's half as much of that again. But for the first part of my tenure over here, never came to Watkins Glen because the ALMS didn't come here. And I was always a bit worried about coming to a track that I'd always wanted to be to. Of course, we've all done it. We've raced on it online and on the platform games. If you haven't been to Watkins Glen, come to Watkins Glen. I promise you it does not disappoint. And from the moment that you come up the road and you come across the railway line and you start to see the back of the grandstands looming large and then you pull in and if you can get a chance to walk the track or get round the outside, there's quite a lot of the circuit that you can actually walk around 
on the infield or indeed the outside of the track. It's a great place, particularly for endurance racing. You camp on the infield in what amounts to a public park, to be honest. It's beautiful woodland setting. And then that's as it is now, and you've only got a slightly squint, of course, if you what Jeremy would call a fan and a student of the sport, to take yourself back to the days of the 1960s and the early 1970s and Formula One. And particularly from somebody who followed Formula One racing in those times into the 70s. Ah, it's just a glorious place. And absolutely worth the trip. Lovely drive up from JFK as well, to be honest. You're coming from outside the States. It's a, a connecting flight or a slightly longer drive. Once you get off uh, the island of Manhattan, nice drive through the countryside. Some good places to pull over on the way up and on the way back. Certainly one when the can calendar is announced for next year, which I presume, I mean, we asked uh, John Doonan about this actually this weekend, president of IMSA, has taken his Garage 56 Hendrick Motorsport Chevy Camaro ZL1 hat off and uh, back to his presidential duties here for IMSA. I presume that we'll see next year's calendar announced at Road America later on in the year. We'll be on site for that one. Rounding off the season, of course, at Petit Le Mans, Motul Petit Le Mans, for the big celebration of the season. And in between time, such little gems as Lime Rock Park, where the TCRs here will have their own race, which balances off the fact that the GS cars in this Michelin Pilot Challenge were the stars of their show, their own show, at Detroit on the new street circuit down by the Renaissance Centre, or the Renaissance Centre, excuse me. And we've got VIR to come as well. The Battle on the Bricks at Indianapolis. There's another circuit I hadn't been to until we covered the Porsche Sports Car Together Fest. And that should be another one on your list as well. Not such a pretty drive down from Chicago, in fairness, as it is up to here from JFK. Or down to here from wherever else you want. You're flying to Syracuse or Rochester or Buffalo. True. I've done all that over the last few years, and it's always a, it's a pretty drive whichever way you go. This Lovely used to part be, of the world. used to be back-to-back -back with CTMP. Yeah. And so what I would normally do is fly to Toronto, pick up a car and drive down from Toronto, which is a lovely drive, and then double back around the other side of the lake, because we normally used to stay in Bizarrely in Peterborough, which is about, you know... 20 miles from my house back at home uh, and then back to Toronto to drop the 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 car off it, it getting up to here without having a hopper flight from somewhere from outside the US is a, a little bit difficult so it was always it, just as easy to to drive up to Toronto and then come back down yeah. again good fun yeah lots of good racing to come this season for the short track racing up here while you while you're doing those trips uh, once in a while if, if I could we do like a bit of short track yeah. unfortunately well, short track not, not short track Syracuse Mile 
which is closed down now, unfortunately, I think. Has I it? Yeah, I believe so. Um, progress for you. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, I went, I was, at, least I, at least I went there once. It was brilliant. I, um, I'll do that in a tone of voice that uh, anything other than cats, bats and dolphins could hear. Has it? Closing down. <laughs> We've had a couple of good nights out, Jeremy, haven't we, with yeah. uh, Friday night and Saturday night short track yeah. racing? Yeah, we have. So what what we got going on? Very handy for that. Yes, absolutely. Scott Andrews just improved. Just improved up into second position, only point zero six one behind Robin Liddell's time. So that's the Lone Star Racing car number twenty seven, a Mercedes, then in second position. Also, uh, a little while ago, uh, the number fifty seven Windward Racing Mercedes. That's the car that won last time out. Daniel Morad uh, set what was then the second fastest time. 154.3 154.3 within a couple of tenths of Frank Robin Liddell's fastest time. He's handed out that car over to Bryce Ward, who will likely complete the remaining 35 minutes in this session and will qualify the car later on this afternoon in, in preparation for tomorrow's race. In TCR, we're impressed by Carl Whitmer's time. Well, Mikey Taylor has gone even faster I mean significantly faster 55-1 for Mikey Taylor in car number 17 let's see GEC Miller Motorsports Unitronics Audi 55-1 that is more than uh, a second faster than the uh, or almost a second faster than the class qualifying lap record in TCR. Brilliant that there for Mikey Taylor. Saw him this morning as he was coming into the track and he was really happy with that car. They've had a few niggly problems uh, in the opening races of the uh, of the season. Uh, there was a, an electrical sort of fuel system issue that was causing the car to cut out periodically in the first couple of races. Well, they changed the engine before the last time out at WeatherTech Race with Lagoon Seca and they've had no problems since then. So he's touching wood that that will continue. They've uh, had uh, a good, good, solid finish last time out on the on the west coast in that number 17 car. They finished in fourth position to go along with their fifth and fastest lap in the opening round of the season at Daytona. So currently standing uh, fifth in the points table in that number 17 car. Speaking of a good round of finishes, well, for Elliott Skier and Adam Adelson, it's been a good round of finishes in multiple championships. Elliott, you find yourself in the Michelin Pilot Challenge first year for a full season. And you guys are still well within this points hunt. So what's the goal for this weekend at Watkins Glen? Oh, absolutely. We're still in the points hunt. Uh, the beauty of this series is the chaos involved means if you finish fifth or sixth every round, you're going to be in it going into Road Atlanta. So we've definitely had our moments where we've had all the right pieces together, and it feels like out of the puzzle pieces, we've had nine out of ten every event this year. Um, that's definitely not something to complain about, right? The Sport guys have given us an absolute rocket ship of a GT4 RS every round. Um, just every time, you know, we have that one little thing that doesn't go our way that's really seemed to, to hamper it one or two spots at a time. But Adam's doing a fantastic job. He's learned so much over the last year and a half, and especially in this series. Uh, I get to fight some of all my old friends and really get out there. And in these races, become quite the scrub. So it's very enjoyable to be a part of um, and to be competing like this. Uh, yeah, we're just, again, looking forward to another good, strong finish. Whatever that might be for our car, you know, if we can maximize whatever we have, that is the best it could be. If it's a win, if it's a P5, if it's a P7, as long as we can execute what we can, you know, we should be there come Road Atlanta at the end of the year. 
It's definitely a championship you belong in. You've been IMSA so long. Um, you mentioned rocket ship. I have to ask about your helmet because I noticed you got kind of a NASA tribute going on there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just become a big space nerd over the years. Uh, being in SoCal, you got a lot of space industry around. You see a bit of cool stuff. So I've got Apollo all the way up the arm, so i got the whole Apollo spacecraft there. Uh, that pink design, I was doing my own design for a while. I was about to commit to it. And uh, pre-Challenger incident, all of the uh, space shuttle crews wore a helmet painted exactly like that. Uh, they never went back to it, and I only had learned about it just before I did my helmet design and it's clean it's simple and I love a clean simple recognizable helmet design and considering kind of the, the cowboy up spirit of the astronauts back in the day I'm like I gotta do that as the paint so yep I'll stick with that for the foreseeable future for sure John I think we have a new favorite driver in this series he's one of us oh yes 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 we are all space nerds it's it was you know it was spacecraft and and land speed records for me it seemed unattainable when I was growing up and I remember being allowed to stay up into whatever the wee small hours were to watch the moon landing and, and all that sort of thing in black and white as it was back in those days and it just seemed that I mean I wonder if I suppose it just made science really interesting yeah. because it was science in action and yeah. you know now we're looking at that in motorsport of course aren't we and motorsport improving the breed for our, our street cars. Yeah, very cool. A really nice guy, Elliot Skier. I'm thrilled he's got this opportunity now with Adam, who's been coaching for a few years, and great to see him back full-time in the IMSA paddock. I mean, he's 28 years old now, which is kind of hard to believe for me, for Elliot. He's from hey, Carl. How did that happen? Well, quite. It was in 2011 he won the Mazda MX-5 shootout, uh, was second in the MX-5 Cup in 2013, so 10 years ago. And a couple of years after that, of course, he won the, the IMSA GT3 Cup Challenge Series. Um, uh, but since then, it's been kind of intermittent drives for, for uh, Elliot Skier. But he's, he's worked super hard. He does a lot of coaching. Uh, and he's hooked, there's a really good partnership he's hooked up here with uh, another young driver in, uh, in Adam Adelson, who's improving every time out. And where's, uh, where's had a fourth or fifth and a yeah. sixth. Uh, in uh, three of the four races this season like everybody else they've had one poor finish that was at Daytona for them but uh, as uh, Elliot, was, uh, Elliot Skier was telling us right in the championship hunt uh, and that's a very sensible attitude to take yeah. Keep, which is what he is it's the start of the season yeah. you know there's still more to come than, than we've travelled yeah. and bank the points that you can get at the start of the season yeah. let's not do anything right what's Adam, Adam Adelson's story then what's he come through Jeremy, because a few of our listeners may not. He's, he's done some SRO racing for sure, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, and that, but that's about it. He, he, he's 26 years of age. He's from, uh, he, he's based in what, Las Vegas and or Los Angeles. Uh, but you know, he's only been racing for two or three years, so relatively inexperienced, uh, but gaining a lot of it. He did done a lot of SRO races the last couple of years and uh, this year. And he's done some, uh, some Porsche races as well. Uh, but this year, stepping up and really concentrating with that NOLA Sport team on the um, Pilot Ch Challenge Series and, and he's doing a really, really good job. He's, a, again, a really nice guy. Uh, it's a good partnership between those two. The team is right behind them and, uh, you know, they're, they're always knocking on the door. A couple of improvements. One for Tiago Camilo in the Ave Motorsports Toyota. That's the only Toyota GR Supra GT4 Evo in the field. Fifth fastest for car number 14 at 154.8 for the Brazilian. 
the uh, top of the charts we just saw a few couple of minutes ago Scott Andrews went to the top so uh, bests Robin Liddell's time Robin Liddell turned a 154.1 in a Rebel Rock Chevrolet Camaro car number 71 early on in the session well Scott Andrews turned a 54.020 in the Lone Star Racing Mercedes car number 27 so that is 24.020 that is the fastest ever lap uh, wow. around here in a GT4 car in the Michelin Pilot Challenge uh, previous record was set in a race by Devin Jones in 2019 at 54.077 not official of course because it's only set in a practice session right now but it shows the pace once again of that Lone Star Racing Mercedes AJ Peterson and the crew there doing a super job as always Frank Depew has climbed into the Rebel Rock Racing Camaro GT4R Robin Liddell having set the time that was good enough to be at the top until last time around uh, for Scott, or a couple of laps ago, should I say. Yeah, just brought that car into the pits now. Oh, weather report. Shea Adam is out in the weather and... Sprinkles. Um, not oh, I like sprinkles. I love sprinkles. Rainbow yeah. sprinkles are my favourite. Uh, someone was actually giving me grief last night for ordering an ice cream with rainbow sprinkles. What? Um, I know. We won't mention who we, it was. We though. can't be friends with them. No, oh, no the friendship's over. over. It, it's done. It's done forever. Um, no, but it was just very lightly sprinkling down here on the pit lane. And uh, it stopped. But I'm all the way down towards pit out. And it was not sprinkling at pit in. So I'm wondering if maybe it's just one rain cloud that is slightly miffed and letting some precipitation out, but not enough to bother anyone. Well, we had the same, didn't we, yesterday, Shay? Yeah. Yesterday was the same. Just a few sprinkles. I mean, nothing. You certainly wouldn't call it raining. No, uh, no. Just a few little sprinkles. And hopefully it'll stay that way. It won't, won't become any, any heavier. Uh, I'm not that optimistic uh, for later yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, for now, yes. I, I think we're going to dodge this rain cloud. But uh, for later on, it, it, as I pointed out to someone this morning, looks a bit like an EKG. Yes, up and down. Yep. Up and down. Thank you, Shay. Shay Adam down in the pit lane forests. Jeremy Sean, John Hindoff in the Global Broadcast Centre. And we do have one or two raindrops blowing onto our windows now see it doesn't look too bad looking south which is where the weather generally comes from I'm rather minded to go and have a look out the back door in a second and see what it's like coming the other way Um, but I suspect it might scare me so I'll stay where I am we're a bit exposed up here when it gets windy and anything like that we've had a couple of decent storms down through the years here where we've decided to just hang fire and not move out on a metal gangway when the weather comes in. Uh, Just under half of this session still to go. The top 12 are all GS runners and that is a goodly selection of our manufacturers. Mercedes Camaro, that's Chevrolet Mercedes BMW, Toyota BMW, two Aston Martins in the top ten for Archangel and Team TGM, BMW and Ford Mustang. First Porsche, sorry, first Porsche, what is it with my voice today? Uh, BGB Motorsports down in 12th. The, uh, that's quite unusual. Good to see Motorsports in action. Mia McLaren with their Artura GT4. Alex Filsinger just going back out again there. They're in 14th position in class. And Chris Miller's got that Unitronic Audi uh, right in amongst the GS cars. 
So he's clearly having an absolute ball out there at the moment. If you have just joined us, maybe just coming in this Friday at uh, a quarter to four in the UK, quarter to five on a Friday afternoon. Was it Poets Day today for you? Did you manage to get away? Push off early tomorrow, Saturday. Always good to start the weekend early. Maybe you've just arrived here at the circuit, if you have, welcome. Get your setup done. Get yourself trackside. Start taking in some of the action. We've got racing straight after the lunch break here. In a bit to Mazda MX-5, live in sound and vision. Burn a bit of your data here and you can watch along via imza.tv or imzaradio.com. And if you're following at imzaradio, we'll make sure that we keep tweeting out the link to the live free TV stream both here in the US and internationally bet there's a few of you getting ready for that later on always entertaining it's actually even entertaining at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca when it was foggy enough that we could barely see the cars but what we could see was still very entertaining amazingly few of the teams electing to bring their drivers in at just over the halfway point 23 minutes still to go Heart of Racing sorry Heart H-A-R-T which is the employee weekend out isn't it the FK7 Honda Honda America race team Chad Gilsinger in the pits Mason Felipe following it in in the number 98 Hyundai Alantra NTCR checking the tyres for Mason Felipe and there he's going to get some sticker tyres I'm hearing Jason Altman's just gone back out the Ford Mustang GT4 for McCumbie sorry Jensen Altman his dad is actually still on the pit roll hello Jason uh, Jensen Altman has gone out in the Mustang GT4 scored a pole position which was then lost in post qualifying tech last time out I'm sorry he was on the front row and lost out thank you Shea. Uh but proof if proof were needed that he can pull out he pull out all the stuff in 10th at the moment for young Jensen this first season in this championship we saw him cut his teeth with a couple of years in the intimate to Mazda MX-5 Cup who else is worth it? I'm very impressed with the number 17 Unitronic Audi time, Jeremy. Yeah. 155-1, right in the middle of a 22-odd, yeah, 22-GS <laughs> field. Right. And halfway up, well, almost halfway up, in 13th position overall, and only just over a second off the fastest time overall. That's a... Just a stellar effort there Do by uh, Mikey Taylor. It was Mikey Taylor who set that It was time. a Mikey that he had. Of course yeah. it was, yeah. But um, still, I mean, Chris is fast as well, so he will, Chris will almost certainly qualify the car. Do we think they've got that car dialed in then, Jeremy? I think. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Mikey was, he, uh, had a quick chat to him this morning and, yeah, very enthusiastic. Uh, they had that, uh, they, they changed the engine in the car. They had those intermittent fuel system problems, or whatever it was, just causing the car to cut out. They couldn't really figure out what it was, so they. They put a, uh, a a new engine in the car before WeatherTech Raceway, the last race, and touch wood, no problems since then. And even with that that reset of the electronics, 
that affected number 61 car after their test uh, and going into yesterday, it didn't seem to affect number 17 car. So uh, it's, uh, it's running well and they're very, very happy with it. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane. Matt Pombo's just come back in with the new Honda Civic. This is the FL5, Foxtrot Lima 5 TCR. This is the new shape. Honda Civic, uh, and he's come in with more than he went out with. Normally, you burn a bit of fuel, you take a bit of tyre rubber off, you come in with less than you went out with. This time, Matt's come in with a bit more. There are a few farms in this area, so maybe Matt just decided he wanted to feed some of the farm animals. Unfortunately, I think it's not enough even for a baby goat, though. There's quite a bit of grass in the uh, front air intake of the Honda, but it's maybe, dare even say it, enough to feed a rabbit. I mean, it's not that much grass. Um, But he did have an off-track moment somewhere, and you don't often get away with off-track moments at Watkins Glen, do you? That is very true, shit, said Heindorf, just pushing every button that he could there. <laughs> Not like a small puppy doggy paddling there at the moment. I... So, a wee bit of an incident. Hello to Tom Marshallek. Fast Friday on vacation in North Carolina. It's his last day of his holidays. Normally, listens to us from uh, Ohio. And I am going to venture that that is some kind of Bloody Mary that you've got there, Tom. Sunning yourself on a very lovely beach in North Carolina. Thank you for the tweet at IMSA Radio. Listening along, not using up too much of his bandwidth with this dedicated radio coverage for this and every IMSA weekend for the rest of the season. If you are new to us, thank you. If you've been recommended by one of your friends, thank them as well. Seems to be the way that people come to sports car and endurance racing is with a recommendation from a friend or a family member. And many of you are doing that at the moment to IMSA on a massive roll in terms of listenership and viewership internationally and here in the US. Under 18 minutes to go now with Frank Depew and Anton Diaz Pereira just going back out onto the circuit, the fastest two cars. And brand new tyres for Frank Depew. Oh, hang on. He'll be qualifying the car, so... Right, the Camaro's back at the top of the standings. Ah. So they've taken away the time, then, from uh, Scott Andrews. Okay. Yes. To the track limits, presumably. Well, that that was up there for quite some yeah, time, it was, Jeremy. Yeah. It was. Uh, let me interrogate... Curious. It normally it normally goes pretty quickly. Uh, so it's 27. Penalty, track limits, turn one, lap 13. That was his fastest lap. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was only three minutes ago. However, uh, that, the penal- that the penalty was posted. Uh, that the penalty. Yeah. The tra- yes. The, the lap was a good was 
way before that wasn't correct it? Yeah. and that's that's what's through and also a drive through as well for that car for, for different reasons no all on the same line car 27 which is the Lone Star Racing AMG GT4 track limits turn 1 lap time and validated turn uh, lap 13 which was the fastest lap drive through wow they must have done it multiple times I guess I would I hate I just hate that those calls but I, I understand the necessary. put a brick wall there then, then you yeah, wouldn't well, then you wouldn't have it yeah I mean oh, there's, there's quite a drop quite a drop off there of the tarmac well coming when you come outside the curbing there's a runoff area that's paved, and then when you come back on the track, there's a step, correct, up, which uh, can easily damage the uh, inside shoulders of the tyres. Uh, so there's there's some safety factors there, which I'd have thought was self-based, but anyhow, it, it, it's become a a prevalent penalty in motor racing these days, which I so it really bothers me. These tracks have been here for fifty odd years, for goodness' sake. Why are we starting to? Yeah, but people weren't cheating in the past, Joe. Right, yes, they were. They always ran off the road. If you could, if it was faster, you'd, 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 you'd do it. But but it does look ugly. I mean, the, the worst place for it is, uh, in my opinion, is Circuit of the Americas, which yeah. just looks horrible when the cars are... Miles off the track. Yeah, and spearing off, you know, way off what the, is the intended racing line. But, as you say, change the track. Poor, I like Poor I, track design, in my opinion. I, I, like what they've done. I like what they've done at Spa. It's bar. What they've done is put the gravel traps uh, and and grass right back up to the edge of the tracks. Okay, yeah, good. You, I mean, you don't get track limits warnings at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca at VIR because well, there is now at WeatherTech Raceways. Uh, yes, on, yeah, on, on the, there the re- is a little bit yeah. more five. That's right. But um, at VIR, let's say you don't get the calls um, because there's no advantage to be gained. It's the same argument, isn't it, about having to have safety cars and slow zones rather than trusting drivers with double yellows. If drivers actually respected double yellows, you wouldn't need to have all of that. But they don't anymore because everybody is trying. It is so tight and the cars are so reliable and the racing is so close that everybody's looking for a half a tenth of a second here, a quarter of a tenth of a second there and a, a lasting advantage um, in either time or distance which is what the observers on these areas will be looking at or the TV cameras are looking at um, is far more fractional than it used to be. Shay Adam is down in the pit lane. Let's have your thoughts by the way on at IMSA Radio on uh, track limits that should start a uh, an interesting debate. Shay, what you got? Uh, Chad McCombie back in the fire suit again this weekend for Michelin Pilot Challenge. He missed the last round. It was for a good cause. But Joey Hand, a very capable substitute. How good does it feel, though, to be back behind the wheel of your Ford Mustang? Oh, really good. You know, and Watkins Glen is one of my favorite racetracks. Um, we've, we've struggled here with, with our Ford Performance car for the last few years. But I tell you what, I this is the best car we've had since I won back in 18. So I um, really hope that uh, hopefully we can get for our Vantis. Uh, up front this weekend, we've, we've had some really strong runs this year, had some bad luck, but uh, everybody at MMR and Aerosport have worked super hard to, to make this program happen, and, and we're still learning, we're still going through all the motions, and, and uh, still got a long ways to go, but making strides every week. You've won this race a couple of times in two different categories. 
And very famously, this is where you learned how to race in the rain. So looking at Jensen, the young protege, and thinking, ah, how do I teach him how to feel the cushion? How do you teach him where to feel the cushion? Uh, you know, it, it was just trial and error for, error for the most part, but what a, what th this is a great place to do it. And um, the last time that, that we had a rain race, I think Stephen and I won, and we went on to win the championship that year. So um, certainly I don't mind if it rains. Um, it looks like, man, it's, it's going to be hit or miss and probably going to keep all these teams guessing all week long. So, uh, But that's, that's the fun of it, and uh, we'll just try to prepare. That's what we're working on now is, is trying to figure out something that can work in both conditions, and um, we'll see how it turns out. Do you take the chance of setting the car up for rain if it looks like there's going to be rain? Because around here, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I think for qualifying this afternoon, we've got the option to, to make a last-minute decision in, somewhat in the race tomorrow, but um, I, the, the weather changes daily and, and hourly at this point, so it looks a lot different now than it did 24 hours ago, and I'm sure you know tomorrow this time it'll be something different again. So, uh, But we're, we're trying to proactively make as many steps as we can to, to be as good as we can, so... Uh, it's all about getting up front, so we'll do what we can. Good luck this weekend, Chad. Thank you. Good to hear Chad on the radio, isn't it? Great voice. Yeah. Always very down to earth. Um, I'm delighted to say that my uh, recognition and recognition skills on the, on Tom Marshallek's drink was fine. It is absolutely a bloody Mary. Breakfast of champions, he said. Enjoy your last day of holiday, Tom. Nose back to the grindstone on Monday. So make it count. Safe journey back to Ohio from North Carolina. And the beach is there. Down to the last 11 minutes now of this one-hour session. And some longer runs coming in now. But that doesn't mean the people aren't still improving. Christian Shimchak behind the wheel of the Marillo Racing number 72 GT4 has just gone up to 5th position with a 54.6 and a 54.7 for teammate Eric Foss in the number 56 car and very very close to the wall coming out the final corner a moment or two ago down to our right also improving further down the, the field Luca Mars another Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 graduate Core Motorsport Ford Mustang GT4 18th overall, 16th in class with a 55.5. 56.3 is a new best time for Brian Ortiz in the Van der Steyr Racing Hyundai Elantra, number 91. That's good enough for fourth position for him. Robert and Jr., welcome back. Automatic Racing, the number 09, which is one of two Bronze Cup cars here this weekend with a couple of entries that we've not seen in that category for a wee while. Yeah, no, it is good to have a, a couple there with that. Uh Number 79, Mustang, uh, one of them joining, uh, well, 79 Mustang and number 09 Aston Martin are the two Bronze Cup category cars, two bronze-rated drivers. Most of the, uh, or quite a few of the, in the field are uh, bronze uh, and a silver-rated driver. But, uh, but if you're all bronze, you're eligible for that Bronze Cup. Uh, we've had uh, only... One pairing has done more than one of the races so far this season. That was Gary Ferreira and Chris Wilson. Unfortunately, that car was damaged beyond repair at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, so we haven't seen that car since. I'm not sure whether we're going to either. I which really, is, uh, which is disappointing. Yeah, that's just that's we had, a shame. I think I think we had five entries at the beginning yeah. of the season, didn't we? There were four of them started. Paul Keebler didn't, 
in his Aston. He had it off, I think, in, in, in uh, practice, so it didn't stay start the race. But, yeah, there were four cars there, including that number 79 Mustang of Stephen Vider and uh, Drew Neubauer back again this weekend and having some fun in that number 79 Mustang. Uh, Billy Johnson's just split the two Marillo Racing teammates that we were talking about. Simchak and Voss now has Johnson in between. 154.779 for the Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin Vantage. Number 86 is good enough for sixth position. Yeah. And we've got 14 cars within one wow. second of the fastest time of all. And that includes Mikey Taylor's <laughs> Audi. Number 17, 14th yes. fastest overall. Well, wow. the se- second place, Carl Wittmer in the Carl Wittmer in yeah. the Victor Gonzalez race team. He's only three tenths away yeah. from being in the second as well. So that's closed up a little bit, yeah, but still it. four yeah. tenths away from Chris Miller's tie. Yeah, closed up, but yeah, a couple of laps ago did uh, Carl Wittmer set a really, really good lap time there. We saw Victor Gonzalez turn some good laps earlier on as well. So yeah, they're really running well. His third fastest in the class now is Ryan Eversley uh, in the number thirty-seven. Uh, Honda Civic for LA Honda World at 156.2. So he's eight tenths behind the older Civic in that uh, FL5 version at the moment. But this is just practice. Qualifying later on this afternoon. Just practice. And we'll have the practice and the race tomorrow for you. For the Sealands 120 at the Glen. Key fact there is 120 in previous years other than the year when we did back-to-back race weekends here uh, when we were all under full course yellow for covid and that was the add-on race wasn't it add-on yeah, race weekend for, yeah. in 21 for uh, the ctmp race but other than that we've been four hours for pilot challenge here the four hour race coming later in the season here for the pilot challenge the first one was at Daytona for the Rolex uh, and we will be at another road oval for the second of the four hour races for Michelin pilot challenge that being Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the combined circuit going the wrong way down the front straight which is very very confusing Still can't quite get my head around that. Yeah, it's a big, long front straight, but uh, I think even even that won't be as long as the front at uh, the as the back straight they had in, uh, on the streets of Detroit yeah. last time out. That was the longest straight I think we we see on the whole circuit. Big breaking area into that first uh, corner at Indianapolis, and then running onto the infield. I watched uh, a number of sports car races through there, and was fortunate enough to be on site for the Porsche Sports Car Together Festival uh, last year, now that was, and it races really well. I think it races really well for sports cars. Uh, Multi-class racing, interested to see how it'll work. I think it'll be spectacular. And you have the opportunity of camping on the infield, on Roger Penske's grass, which he gets the groundsman of the golf course to look after that's why it all always looks so good it is not often that you can say to your friends what did you do at the weekend mate oh yeah, I was uh, I went away for a couple of weekends we did a bit of camping where are we camping oh Roger Penske's lawn <laughs> see cool 
Stickers. Let's have stickers. I camped on Roger Penske's grass. Roger Penske's done. I think that's just got to be done. Got to be done. Into the pit lane for Tim Lewis. A lap or two ago. And the KMW with TMA. The Alfa Romeo Giulietta is now leaving with a set of sticker Michelins attached to that fan favourite. 10th in TCR at the moment. Needs to find a couple of seconds, really, to get yeah. close to the, the front of the field. Slightly bigger gaps in the midfield of TCR. The Alpha off the back of the field by about four seconds at the moment, but we don't know what the programme's been, so let's not read too much into it. No, it was up towards the sharp end yesterday. It was. In TCR, it was uh, Mikey Taylor was fastest again yesterday, 156.3, but second fastest was the Van der Stur racing uh, Hyundai Elantra. Then the Honda of Ryan Eversley and then the Alpha in fourth position huh? Tim Lewis he was at the time of 156.8 yesterday for Tim Lewis his best today uh, a 157.4 so not a million miles away uh, six tenths or so away from where he was yesterday but everyone else has improved and that's the problem and improved significantly last three minutes then so this is a uh, qualifying simulation for Tim Lewis as uh, Steve Eich comes in in the Honda America Racing Team 89 Civic FK7 TCR to give it its full run been in and out through the pit lane seven times that car in this one hour session still Rebel Rock Racing leading out by just 0 0.061 of a second from Lone Star Racing's Mercedes in second Daniel Morad for Winwood now third in the 57 car most recent winner and Shea will be listening to this so I think I can say this is correct because I do listen to what you say on Midweek Motorsport Shea Mercedes AMG the first repeat manufacturer this year for this championship is that right? I'm waiting for Shea to come back and tell me hello oh. talk to me Shea on air Yes, you are correct. Mercedes winning at uh, Detroit and WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. BMW victorious at Sebring and Ford taking the win at Daytona. Um, but we have not had a repeat winner in TCR yet either. It's been uh, and we Monday. haven't and, and that was two different. That was two different uh, Mercedes, which is here. So we haven't had a repeat team winning or, or car winning but just the manufacturer and in TCR no repeats no repeats it was uh, Hyundai the last time out at WeatherTech Race Building in Aseca uh, the Alpha was at Day at Sebring and uh, Audi at Daytona for road checker racing so yeah it's been repeat teams re uh, no repeat teams and no repeat manufacturers as far as that's concerned in any of our categories that's right okay. and in, in GS we didn't have a repeat podium finisher even until oh, really? last time out at uh, Elm Streets of Detroit, where, two, coincidentally, two of the podium finishes from the previous round repeated uh, in uh, that speak That speaks, though, Jeremy, to just how tight this, this category is. Yeah. The BOP works. 
people can argue with me if they want but I, 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 that is a hill I'm prepared to stand firm on uh, the BOP has worked the, the very different cars I mean a Chevy Camaro and a Mercedes AMG GT4 could not be very much different to a McLaren Artura or a Porsche with the engine all the way at the back um, it works it does mean however that yes the drivers have got to do their jobs we expect that my goodness the teams have got to deliver they've got to execute every single time two hours or four hours every single time the teams have got to get it right that's true the, and the, I like that the, the, yeah true absolutely right no question about it the, the Porsche teams though they've been struggling it seems the last couple of weekends I don't think there's been any major changes there certainly hasn't been any major changes for here but uh, it was a bit of a struggle for Porsche last time out, and it certainly seems to be here at Watkins Glen. This isn't a track particularly that suits that Porsche, and the the, uh, the, the balance they've been given here uh, doesn't seem to be very favourable either. So the best of them you were talking about earlier earlier on is Spencer Mipelli down in 13th place, almost a second off the fastest time. BGP Motorsports know how to get a car around, though, as do Carbon with Peregrine, also running a 718 GT4 and Nola Sport as well Checkered flag is out Daniel Morad in, uh, brings his time down third position for Winwood Racing 154.326 154.698 for Eric Foss who nips back ahead of Billy Johnson right at the checkered flag so the two Murillo racing cars uh, 72 and 56 are 5th and 6th then Billy Johnson goes through in 7th Alfredo Najri for Ave Motorsports Toyota GR Super crosses the line, doesn't improve. He's in eighth. Cameron Lawrence has gone through in the turn of Motorsport 95 G82 GT4. Uh, he's in ninth. Top 10 made up by Team TGM's Matt Plum. He's already in the pits with the Aston. In TCR, Chris Miller closed down a wee bit, but still, sharp end of four tenths of a second is a big margin in TCR for two Victor Gonzalez racing in second so Audi from the FK7 TCR the older of the Honda Civics then a huge clump of TCRs from 24th on down with the new Civic the FL5 in the hands of LA Honda World Racing Ryan Eversley finishing the session for them Van der Stur's Hyundai Elantra number 91 the number one Brian Herter Michael Lewis car that's another Elantra next up sixth for LA Honda World Racing and Mike Lamara and they are very close indeed you can add uh, Mason Felipe uh, into that Felipe into that as well all just fractions of a tenth away from each other so congratulations to Rebel Rock Racing who've edged that session with a cracking lap early on by Robin Liddell in that car's swan song season. We'll have qualifying for this championship, the Michelin Pilot Challenge, later on this afternoon. We'll have that live for you. And I think the, the new Z06 uh, GT3 car is, is supposed to be uh, unveiled, isn't it? Or the, the, there's an announcement for that in... Any minute, any minute, I think. Oh, that's the, the GT3 car, yeah, yes, GT3 the GT Daytona, yeah. 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 Um, and we, I think we're going to find out um, some of the teams that are likely to run it. Uh, that comes up at, uh, oh yes, one one minute's time ah, from now. It'll be quick. So I could, I could have almost said what we know. We, we, we're <laughs> under embargo 
at the moment, but I would be two minutes early, so I can't. And I won't, because that's not what we do here. Big, big announcement for those guys. Also waiting to see who will be running those cars in the FIA World Endurance Championship, which sadly is going to GT3 next year. I'm going to miss the GTE cars. So that's it for Mission and Challenge. And the Sealands 120 at the Glen is on Saturday. We'll qualify for grid positions later on this afternoon. That comes up live from Watkins Glen here on IMSA Radio. Lunch break and then back with our first race of the weekend. Fast Friday continues with Mazda MX-5. The Intermittu Mazda MX-5 Cup is first back in the afternoon session. See you then. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.